This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Honey Baked Ham. Now, with the holidays flying by, lots of meats and cheeses galore. Where to go other than Honey Baked Ham in St. Clairsville, Ohio, to fill all of those needs? We might not be able to sell you the cheese, but we sure as hell got the meats. Ham, turkey, some roast beef sandwiches, if that pleases you. Now, until the brand new year, 2021, where good things should arise, you can walk on in to Honey Baked Ham at St. Clairsville, Ohio, and mention the juice box for 10% off your entire order. 10% off your entire order, hams, turkeys, and everything else we have in store. Now I may not be the worst or the best, but you gotta respect my honesty. And I may break your heart, but I don't really think there's anybody as bomb as me. So you can take this chance in the end, everybody's gonna be wondering how you deal. You might say this is ludicrous, but tie your crew to how you What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 64. I hope everybody had a holly jolly Christmas like I did. And I hope all the local folk around here enjoyed the white Christmas as much as me because I really can't remember the last time we had a cr- white Christmas. What's up, Big Czar? I don't remember either, but I'm feeling good. Uh, had a holly jolly Christmas, and I'm ready to rock tonight. Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I, I I, personally, I really don't remember the last time we had a white Christmas, probably when we were younger. But I do want to apologize my breaking news about the vaccine and the New York nurse or doctor was a lie. I apologize. It was a lie. That's all you're going to get. Jake got trolled hard. That's that's all we'll say. Very hard. I wish I knew that guy in that, that picture you got. I forget that guy's name. Then he, I think I got. He did away. die. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's, that's he's pretty sure he did die. Well, he's he's like he a lives legend. on though. Yeah, he's yeah. a legendary dude because I guess he he's hates, got like a super big dick. He hates that picture, but he <laughs> but I guess he took that picture to bring money to his family. Oh, like it was like respect. a job. Yeah, like shout out, dude. Only got, only fans before only. Fans. Yeah, if you got a big dick like that and you want to flaunt it, so be it. I yeah. see ass and titties all the time. Pull your dick. I'm out. with that, no doubt about that. But guys, we got. Front of the pod here tonight, we got a wheeling guy, St. Mike's guy, Ted McDonald. What's up, back, man? Dude, I haven't I haven't thought about St. Mike's in forever. But yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me, boys. No problem. You went to St. Mike's? Yeah, Lost I left things. in the fourth grade. Okay. They so like asked I. my they told my parents to like that they didn't want me back. Damn. Dang. <laughs> so you didn't get expelled, they just kind of kicked like, you hey, out. It's better if it's best if Ted doesn't return next year. Yeah. <laughs> Like we Damn. we don't want to go through the trouble of expelling him. Just don't bring him back next year. Yeah, dude, I got in trouble like the last week of fourth grade because I used to <laughs> I used to run this like thing when you remember how we used to all go to the bathroom like together. Yep. Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. It was like a whole class would go. So I used to do this thing with like all the dudes where we would have like a contest to see who could stand furthest back <laughs> from the urinal. Yeah. And like you, we'd like mark who like dude, had the longest great. distance, whatever, and then. The janitor was like, well, there's pee everywhere because kids were missing <laughs> and shit. And then next thing you know, like, I get pulled into, who is the principal? Richardson? Yeah. yeah. I got pulled into her, and she was like, yeah, so multiple t- people told me you orchestrated it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Like, Fuck you. But yeah, it was me. Well, was I, I know I've told this story I was going to say, pod. Jake, you kind of have a similar story. I know I told this story on the pod before, <laughs> but do you remember how St. Mike's, they didn't have any doors in the bathrooms? There, <laughs> yeah. That's my Dude, fault, yeah. actually. <laughs> like, so I... I in third grade I was just having a bad day and I checked out signed out to go to the bathroom 
and I wrote red pen all over the urinals. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did it. It, it was kind of weird that I did it, but yeah, I'm the sole reason why there was no doors on the bathroom, so you're welcome. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember in like the second grade or something, like we weren't allowed to go to, we had to go upstairs because somebody took a shit like outside of the bathroom, like in the hallway. They were like, yeah, you got to go up to the, they were, they were all pumped. You got to go up to the, the older kids' bathroom. We were like, oh, yeah. Wait, bro, I think I might remember that happening. Oh, was it you? No, I <laughs> no, I wasn't the I wasn't the shit guy, but I remember there was a time like when you're in the downstairs and they said you got to go up to like the yeah. upstairs to the the big kids bathroom. Yeah. That's hilarious. Damn. All the time about St. Mike's, especially when you and I were just in there for what? It was the St. Mike's fest and we yeah. went inside and we saw yeah, the last infamous su- or pen two summers machine. ago now. Yep. Yo. Yeah, dude. You just unlocked a fucking memory. Dude, the pe- oh, I used to be so stoked getting the mechanical pencil. We had a photo shoot. We had a photo shoot, and like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably my my most vivid memories from St. Mike's is shit involving that machine. I like, love that machine. I collected the. I remember one time they had NFL team pens in there. Yeah, like everything in there, the gel pens, dude, like all the shit, dude. I like, I'm a big, I'm a collector. I'll collect fucking <laughs> anything. I literally was so. just about to say, you must just have that collector. Gene in your you body. You don't even want to see my bedroom. I, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, Jake's seen it plenty of I was going to say that, oh, but oh, I didn't oh. want Brooke to get mad. No, seriously, I have collections of fucking everything. It's nuts. Dude, so are you going to have a dedicated room in your new house for all your collections? Because that would be kind of sick. Yeah. No, uh, well, I'll have a man cave room. Okay. And, yeah, yeah a lot of the collection stuff will be in there, but I think some stuff I'll keep in... Uh, like hidden away, because okay. I don't want people to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just excited. You know what I mean? Are you? Oh shit! Wait, you guys aren't gonna have a pool table, are you? <sighs> no, we sold the pool table. Um, I'll tell <laughs> you guys the story after the pod, actually, because I don't want to expose myself. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I respect that. <laughs> but, don't want to get yourself. But yeah, into we a we, bind s- here. we sold the pool table, so now the the front room is. We don't know what we're gonna do with it yet, but we're gonna do something cool. Hell yeah, something Hell cool. Yeah. It's a, there's plenty of space in this place, you know, tons of it. Yeah, damn. I just had a pool table at my last house. Um, I lived in last year. It's it's so it's really. I know. Different. I really want. Yeah. Like the problem is, is that it would have fit in the room. You just wouldn't have been able to take shots from some angles. Oh, okay. And I was kind of like, no, you fuck that. You no know, respect. Why? Why do it? Damn. Yeah, we can get a six foot table. You know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll, maybe we'll do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, speaking right. of pool tables, did, was it me or did TJ's have, like, the smallest pool table? I maybe I never really to, paid like, attention. Yeah. Like, so I've, I've yeah. never paid attention yeah. to it either. Like, I've always just thought pool tables are the same size. That, dude, like, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Until I saw, like, a real one, I was like, wow. Yeah. TJ's cheaping us, cheaping us out. I can't, I can't tell you their pool tables are fucked up, though. Like I'm gonna be the only thing I ever thought like about when I was at TJ's was trying to get all the bouncy balls off of the the flags up top. Oh, you guys remember holy, that? Yeah. They had every sports team. They're probably still there. There's flags, Absolutely. but flags for some there, reason, yeah. us kids, we everyone threw their bouncy balls up there. We used to get them from wood, that one like, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the tilt game, yeah, yeah, the, t- yeah, yeah. the mountain oh, game. Oh yes, yeah. that's yeah. a great game. Oh yeah, that's a great game. I love that game so much. And sometimes I don't even like the machine would like accidentally give you extra or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just trying to pelt the flags and all the bouncy balls would come flying down. Yeah. That's a that's a one of my top arcade games, I think. That one cuz that game's not really rigged. Like 
there's arcade games that are rigged, like games where you win prizes. Like that one, you can beat it if you have the patience and skill. Yeah. But my other favorite game is that one where uh, you start at the bottom and the lines go, and then it keeps going faster, and you line up the oh. blocks. Yeah. That game's rigged. If you look it up online, yeah, it's like once you get to the top, once you're on the last one, like yeah, skips. it'll like lag. It's like one in every once you hit that point, it's like a one in every five hundred thing that it like acts normal or something like that. I, I'm probably wrong on the numbers, but it's rigged to fucking make you lose. That's so depressing to hear. It is, <laughs> honestly, taken from kids. Li- yeah. literally, it's fucking like, evil, bro. Like these little kids go up there and and what the the sad thing is is when they win, they think they're the shit. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah. it's rigged. Oh, I know. Like, yo, you're still a piece of shit. It's yeah. fucked up. I, I remember, I think it was at TJ's, the old school claw game. The yeah. claw. I got something out of there one time in my life, and you would have thought I just won the fucking lottery. Yeah, well, what, because, I mean, think of how many times you've played the claw game in your life. Yeah, and, and you don't pick shit up. Won, even though you might have something completely lined up just perfectly. And yeah. you're like, well, why, I mean, why didn't it pick it up? I don't know. Because it fucking was on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm turning to you. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't help it. But <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm so saying? I, you live in Colorado. Yeah, I live in Colorado. So me and Jake went to Colorado. What was it? I was like six. I was probably, yeah, fifth grade. Six or seven. Oh, and I've okay. wanted to go back. Cause you're six or seven. You don't fucking remember anything. Yeah. And I've like, wanted to go back. I was like, yeah, I wasn't no, there when I was No, six. no, no, no. Because we grew up Denver Broncos fans, too. Ooh, sorry about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've had a rough few years. Ever since Peyton Manning left, it's like cursed. But I just want to know. What what do you like about Colorado compared to here? I without bashing <laughs> wheeling because it's very possible. Well, but. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think like just it's it's a completely different kind of lifestyle. That's the biggest thing. It's like I found when I went there for college, just things I did just started to change. Mm-hmm. Like I was much more active and stuff. Um, I lost a ton of weight. I was fat as fuck, but you know, just squealing. But when I went there, you're just more active. You hike a lot. Skiing is so close. I was always a big snowboarder, um, and so I think that was like the big thing. I mean, most people. I mean, most people are like, oh yeah, Ted went for the weed. Yeah, I would have been smoking wherever the fuck <laughs> I went to school. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel it's, sorry, I, it's legal, but and I there's mean, nothing wrong. If yeah. you just went for the weed, though. Oh, yeah, no, completely. We are a pro-weed yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are. No, honestly, the re- the main reason why I went to Colorado was because, well, I never wanted to go to school in the first place because I was always driven for film, like, even in high school, and I knew that getting a job or doing something on a set or in production was the best way for me to learn. So I have a cousin who runs a production company out there. Shout out, Luminati. Um, and I knew that by going out there, I could get an internship with him and start working. So that was my main focus cool. was to do that. And so that was that was the big thing that it, that sent me out there. I mean, it was Boulder was maybe like my fourth option. And then when it came down to like, I'd rather have a job than necessarily care about like classes or where. The school yeah, is. yeah. I mean, and I had done. family out there too. Oh, that worked out. Yeah. So when. Like, when did you know, though, that film was what you actually wanted to do? Like, is there a certain certain thing you can remember doing or, like, a certain movie you were seeing or show where you were like, holy shit, this would be kind of cool yeah. to, like, recreate? Yeah, honestly, um, I mean, I always just, I grew up just, like, watching shit. Honestly, my dad, like, never, my mom always cared. My dad never did. Like, I remember my dad showing me Die Hard 
when I was like seven. Is it a Christmas movie? It is a Christmas <laughs> movie. Then that, but I just remember I was that kid who I would hear "fuck" in a movie and I would laugh my ass off. I was like, "That's crazy." So I just loved that kind of shit. And I just started watching it all the time. And then it wasn't until I honestly I saw The Breakfast Club when I was like thirteen. Fire movie. Yeah, and it was the first time where like I saw it with somebody. I forget who it was and their parents. And their parents like basically broke it down for me and the guy I was watching it with and like just it was like a documentary but they were telling us about it all and I was like wow this is fucking crazy and I just got really interested in that and then um I started like filming stuff on my own I got a, my dad gave me a camera one year I started doing that and I was like yeah I, I love film I fucking love movies no that doubt I mean that's sounds like a sounds like a fun time because yeah. we're all big movie guys we talk about movies Probably half Dude, the time, yeah, and on a podcast, things to do is to talk about. Movies. Dude, I'm telling you, but you, yeah. you're are you you're into you filming something right now, right? So I um I actually finished. I was in Canada. Um, eh. Eh, yeah, maple syrup, good I stuff. In, I was in Canada from uh, late August until um, late October, filming my first film. So it, it's done. Um, I'm just waiting for. Um, the cuts. I've seen Very it. Cool. I've seen it twice already. So when you say filming, like y- y- you weren't physically filming. No, right? you're the director. Then? No, I wrote it. Wrote it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So then you awesome. got you had a whole team working with you. Yeah. So I wrote it. Um, when I so I graduated May of 2019, and then we were approached by um, some producers. We we made a show while I was in college. Um, it was like an eight episode uh, TV show called Undergrads, and um, we had sent that out to some people just to see if we could get a job and these producers came to us and liked it and wanted us to write the script for them of he uh, this producer basically made a film when he was in high school in the 80s and wanted us to reimagine it very and cool so, okay. yeah so i signed a contract um in july of 2019 to write it and we got paid like for each draft we sent in and it was finished in March of 2020, like we f- we sent it in, and then COVID happened next oh. week. Damn. So we were like bummed. We didn't think anything was gonna happen from it. And then late April, uh, these producers sent it out to other people, and they told us that they got funding. And so uh, we were supposed to move to Canada in June and stay there all year and do like be there for like pre-production. But COVID happened. My co-writer is Canadian. So he was able to just get across, and I had to stay in Colorado. I had crashing on my buddy's place. But then, um, yeah, we started hiring a bunch of people and stuff, and I I don't know if I can disclose it, but we – We don't want to get you in trouble. No, yeah. so don't say anything so you don't no, want. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> our, I'll just say this. Our budget was a small six-figure amount. Whoa. And that was in, like, June – and we were slated to direct it. We were going to. And then certain people got involved and wanted to be involved in it. It being, it was marketed to people as being like a Canadian film. So everybody involved was Canadian. I was the only American. My, or myself and um, one of our lawyers was American. And um, just certain people came and got involved. We actually, um, we got... The cam- Clint Eastwood's cameraman for the last 20 years direct- what? directed it. Yeah. What? Wow. Yo, dude. Yeah. That's, That's fucking awesome. Uh, Steven Campanelli. He's the man. He, uh, he's worked with Clint. They're like best friends. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And so we got him. And then um, you guys ever watch Will and Grace? You know Will and Grace? I know what it is. Yep. You yeah. know Eric McCormick? 
actor. He's in Will and Grace. That's I'll like look the big up. thing. Say, but we sent it to we sent him the script on a lark because he we were looking for Canadian actors and somebody relatively decent and he got back to us and loved it. So bringing him on brought other people on and the budget just went up and up. Yo, so, so he's at this Will McCormick's in your movie. Is that yeah. what you just said? Eric McCormick, yeah. What did I say? Will. Yeah. Well, Eric McCormick, sorry. He was in Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah, yeah no. He was that, Will. Yeah. Will and Grace. Really? <laughs> I'm kind of right. I'm yeah, you're there. Right. Yeah. So he, that's awesome. So dude. any other staples in like Canadian entertainment that acted in it that maybe um, we would know? Not, not necessarily. I mean, there's a couple people that, um, like our actors, I think like four of them are on Netflix. Our main actress, her name was Larisa Tronco. She was in a show called The Order. That was on Netflix for like two seasons or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so she was in it. And then our main guy, his name was Daniel Dahoney. He was a beast. He was in a movie on Netflix called The Package. You ever see that movie about that kid who cut his dick off? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that movie's hilarious. Dude, there's an actress in there that I... Uh, Geraldine. Oh, Geraldine Von Swanen. Dude, yeah. I love everything yeah. she's in. She's, she's great. In- Blockers. She. Oh my god, dude. Blockers she's- is slept on. She's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So the the guy who she gets with. Okay. Is our lead. Who's our lead actor? Wow. wow. That's Wait, this- which one is that? The redhead. No, he's the guy no. who cut his dick off. Yeah. No. I think. Oh, the way you're talking about the guy who got his dick cut off is who you worked with. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, so then the main the main male actor though. yeah like okay I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah 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 the main guy that he he gets with Geraldine at the yeah end. Okay, yeah stuff. yeah gotcha. he was our he was our lead guy um and yeah so I wasn't supposed to go to Canada at all and they were doing all this pre production my co writer was there and I was kind of doing it over the phone it fucking sucked and then I was golfing in August and I get a call from our line producer was like hey i think i can get you across to canada and i was like oh okay great uh, he goes uh you let me call you back and then i get a call about an hour later from the lawyer and she goes hey uh your flight's on monday whoa and i was like okay so i have five days i was like okay let's do it and there was like a 50 percent chance that once i got to the border they were just going to turn me away Yo, I love I love this whole story. I this do too. This is incredible. This is incredible. So I had like five documents with me. One was like from the producer. One was from the director. One was from like the production company itself. I had to have uh, a negative COVID test, and then uh, there was like a, a plan of action document. Pretty much just like letting them know where I was staying. I was I stayed at the producer's house. Wow. I was with him um, and my co-writer. And um, as soon as I got to customs in Vancouver, the guy like looked at me and he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm filming a movie. And he didn't look at any of my fucking documents. <laughs> and was like, go ahead. Yo. Sweet. I was like, I was awesome. like that, that was a fucking. So I was like, that awesome. was a joke. I was waiting for like me to go through the doors and somebody just fucking <laughs> gets yeah. me. Yeah. Because, dude, Canadians do not fuck with Americans. Really? But no. <laughs> I didn't know like that at was all. A, they, they, I mean, they do. Like, okay, everyone is nice. Okay, everyone is big stereotype. The, yeah, but but where I was, so I was outside of Vancouver in a small town called Penticton. You guys know Kelowna? No, I'm I don't know Columbia. fucking jack okay, shit about uh, Canada. Basically, to be over wa- I was right above Washington State. If you're looking okay. at a map, yeah. right above Washington State. Um, and so yeah, so I had to quarantine for like two weeks and whatnot, but. I mean, people were, they were very nice, but when I, people, when I met people on set and everything, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, where are you from? And I'd say, oh, I'm from Colorado. And they would always be like, 
Whoa, I chill said, out. Wait buddy. a second. They were You're like, from America. They were like, wait, hold up. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I would always, I would be like, yeah, don't hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everyone was like, it was whatever. They didn't, they That's didn't, cool, they didn't care by the end of it. Yeah. But it was um, definitely, uh, definitely weird at times. It was also the first time I'm like, yeah, I'm from the states. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So it was weird. I that also is like, weird. It, dude, it felt. I mean, it, it felt like America. Yeah. It was yeah. very weird to be like, yeah, I'm in a different country right mm-hmm. now. That was like, that wasn't too too bad. But um, being the only American was tough. I was also the youngest. Okay. Behind one PA who was 18. But dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Very impressive, dude. So cool. I I want to kind of backtrack because sure. I want to dive through all this. But yeah, let's do it. So I've always been interested on how like the process of writing yeah. a script works. So yeah. is this kind of something like that you guys or you or whoever's with you, you all go in a room and you kind of just sit down and shoot the shit and like throw points back and forth? Or do you write something and then the other people and then you guys just kind of so come in? It, it, it's, it, it depends. So one, it's, it's weird that I am a writer now. Like I consider my job title now is a screenwriter. Okay. And I fucking hated writing in high school and yeah. in college. I like fucking fucking hated it. And then I started to write. Uh, I met a kid who's my co-writer. His name's Luke Fraser. Um, I met him when I was a freshman, and he was probably the best kid I knew who, like, with a camera. Okay. Like, he was miles above anybody in our film school. And he, um, he, I, like, he was, like, our first film class, he was, like, this is fucking useless. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something. So I started to write. And so basically going off what you said, it kind of morphed into that a little bit. Okay. So I started, (laughs) Luke, he can agree with this. When I met Luke, he didn't have a funny fucking bone in his body. And we wrote a comedy. (laughs) So I let him do everything technical. Okay. He did the camera. He edited it. And then I would write. And so I started by just kind of like. I would look at scripts. I would I when I started, honestly, I googled scripts like of movies like Inception and movies that had won best screenplay and I I figured out how to do the software and or like how to make it look like a script before I got the script writing software. Okay. okay. I like that. And then so I for a, for a long time I would write out all of the, a lot of the stuff, but when I was in college, we would use like 50% of it cuz we were in college just like bumming around, fucking around, filming and stuff. And we would just like spitball, so we would use half the dialogue. Or I, we literally go into a scene with some of our friends who were like really good. We would say, "Hey, um, A needs to happen, B needs to happen, and C needs to happen. How you get there? We don't give a fuck. Just fucking, okay. fucking do it." Okay. But then once we started getting really serious about it, like so, we started doing the show when I was a sophomore. We did four episodes in two years, and then my senior year, we did four episodes in one year. We did two a semester, and that's where we were like, we're, we're fucking doing it. And I brought on a friend of mine, Anthony Musella, shout out Tony, to- uh, Shout out that man. <laughs> to, uh, to, help, to help me write, because I wanted somebody else to, it's always good to have different eyes. But then, when we started doing the film, our producer, like I had said, it was kind of based on something he wrote. He basically gave us- the not the cliff notes basically it was about like an outcast in high school and then there was a jock and then at the end of the movie there was like a running race like a cross-country race okay that's what he gave to us and we found the original film that was in a storage locker for over 40 years and we um developed it so we could watch it on like a computer like the actual film strip and we got it and there was maybe like 
it was a 45 minute movie 15 minutes of it was like you could were able to like watch or like decent and so we kind of just based it off that but a lot of it was just kind of doing it and this is where at my old house we had a giant whiteboard and we kind of wrote down kind of what you did we shot the shit together and beat it out everything I, I always find it's easy to when i write is to one just write out everything as detailed as possible like notes we do like characters and then we'll write out every fucking trait of that character like what they like to drink what how do they sound what how do they dress and everything and then from there you kind of do uh they're called beats you kind of just beat out and sometimes a scene can be a beat like um like uh let me try to think of the scene the dark knight the bank opening scene of the dark knight with the bank yeah. great movie that great, great scene probably started out as one sentence of a beat that turned in to like 20 beats Okay. Into one, even though that seems like six minutes. Okay. So it, yeah, it just grew and grew. And Luke and I wrote everything together. I never really, when writing this film, I never really write anything on my own. And he, neither did he. We wrote everything together. But when we did our show, it was a little, it was a little bit different. It was more laid back. But because we were under contract, we needed like we gave, we sent in certain drafts. We did five drafts of it, and we like. We we wrote it from July until March. I mean, we lived together. It was the only thing we did, pretty much. So I'm. I have to imagine. Are, are you writing something right now? Yeah, I have, stuff? I have like probably like ten things. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask. Like, do you work on multiple things? Yeah. At once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are um, certain things that we do. Like, so the show we made in college, undergrads. We we call that season zero. We did it for fun, but we love the idea, and we think the idea can really work today. So we pretty much, whenever we would send in the draft of the movie, we'd have like a month before we got back from the producers, or they gave us our notes, or a couple weeks, and we would then spend all the other time writing the show. And so I have a full season written with my two other writers done. It's ready. Like, we could pitch to somebody tomorrow. That's already done. And then, as of right now, I have a couple other... um, short ideas like um like shorter miniseries and then a couple other things we read a book um called the white house boys about like a an orphanage in florida that was like basically a basically a mass grave was found in florida in the early 2000s full of like 30 bodies some as young as nine and then because of this, people came forward and said that this is from this school. They would kill kids, and they would abuse kids. And this dude wrote, like, a 250-page memoir on it, on his time at the school. Once it happened, people started coming forward. Like, grown 70-year-old men happened in, like, the 50s and the 60s. Whoa. And so we, we found that book, and we're trying to acquire the rights to write a miniseries. On I was it. literally – that was my next question was exactly. if you – find something that you're like man this would be a great show yeah. a great movie what like what's the steps into trying to do yeah, something I mean, like that a lot of people like so there's three of us in my team uh, myself luke and tony and we all kind of do things differently so um this story was brought to us and then there's a couple different books and stories on that whole florida school for boys and we found one book that we all liked and loved and we're like okay we should you this is the one we should use to tell this story because of how just detailed I fucking hate reading books. Mm. Mm. 
and talk about it all the time. <laughs> and I yeah. could not put this down. Yeah, it was where I was like, okay, this is something yeah. serious. And it was dark. It was sad. I would have to read forty pages and be like, all right, I need to, I need to get getting too something. getting too deep in it. It's just so deep, yeah. so dark, so sad. Just like they're kids. This kid was like ten and just getting abused. They was and the stories are just insane. But so um, uh, my buddy Tony, he writes based off of like he <laughs> he has the darkest mind in the world. Whoa. Yeah, he's got an idea out. I don't know how. I'm trying to think. Basically, it's weird. If I tell you the idea, I'm spoiling it for you. But he has this crazy idea that's kind of like a oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Okay. <laughs> 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 so yeah, based. I don't know. It's I. Uh, I can't. I can't. Do no, that's fair. Up. I get it. Um, it's but yeah, it's what was it? A long, is it like a mind fuck type thing? Yeah. Okay. And the way I, if uh, you wouldn't get it unless I tell you the spoil. Uh, like tell you the ending and when he told me that he was like i kind of want to he literally was just like i want to do something like this and then this is the ending and i was like that's fucking crazy and then he wrote that while i was in canada filming the doing the film and i came back and he had that done that's crazy and then for me i like stories mainly but one of the things that i do that's weird or different is i write a lot of the times based off of music wow so, like, a song will give you an inspiration to... Yep, and there were many times during our show that I would write a song... Or, sorry, write a scene to a song. Like, we have a scene in undergrads where uh, one of the kids needs to get an A on this test or he fails the semester. And so he decides to steal the test Brilliant. from the teacher to get the answers and then do whatever. And I came up with that idea by listening to Peace Frog by The Doors. And it was to the point to where I had it edited in my head as I was writing. It would be like, okay, a 10 seconds cut to this shot. This is what's happening. And then at this part of the song, cut here, cut here. Like I, and I started doing that. And then I do that sometimes. If I know it's like I'm doing the scene to this song, I'll do that really in depth. But there's a lot of times where I'll just think of a song or I'll be listening to a song. I'm yeah. like, "Ooh, this would be a cool scene, like to do this." I do that a lot, and that's when, when I was in college. I would we would often think of one amazing scene for an episode, and then we would just kind of write around that. You're saying so, bass or the the music is the background music to the scene. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking at first maybe you meant like influenced by the lyrics of the song to to influence the scene like what the scene's about sometimes yeah it has to do with the lyrics sometimes yeah there's a uh, yeah th- that happens sometimes there's one song in particular i think uh, it's called now that i'm older by will dorado it's a it's a depressing song but then it gets crazy at the end and i was like oh dude i could make the most depressing scene to this just by using lyrics, but yeah, most often than not, it it doesn't really have to necessarily do with the lyrics. It's more of the feel, well, more that, the vibe. That kind of le- leads into my question: When you're writing, so like characters, we'll break yeah. it down to characters cool. here. Do you, while you're writing, are you comparing like characters that you've seen in the movies yeah. or shows, or are you doing it like real people that you think of as well? Uh, so uh, sometimes. It's like it's both. Like for when we did the movie, when we wrote the characters out, uh, pretty much for every character we had, and we do this, we did this with our show too that we have um, written out. Is we have the character and then a popular character of who it's like. Okay. Like we have a uh, uh, one of our characters in the show. He's like he's he's kind of he's he's like Borat, but not like Borat. But it's more of his look. 
And so we like we'll put like um like character resemblance and we'll put like two or three people like Oh that's cool. Michael J. Fox meets Borat, something like that. But yeah. Okay. So And then other times, yeah, it's just based on like people we know. We wrote a so. the character based off of uh one of our friends. Uh, and we'll do that okay. sometimes. But that's and then cool. it's weird, but we don't want to be like <laughs> put it in our script, be like, oh yeah, this is based off of Brian, and then someone's like, who the fuck is Brian? Yeah, who's Brian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's Brian? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's a kid. He was in my dorm. Like, yeah, like something like that. But yeah, it it, it depends. That's fire. So uh, you said you watched your movie, right? Yeah, I've seen. You've uh, seen before it got. I've gotten yeah. three cuts, and we just I just got the director's cut, and pretty much that means it's like it's just about where we think it'll be in terms of time and with cuts. But now we have to go in, and though I got the director's cut on Christmas Day, it won't be ready until end of March because we have to sound mix. We have to do visual effects. We have a scene that's uh, at a hockey arena, and the arena fits, like, a couple thousand, but we were only allowed to have, like, 200 extras. Mm-hmm. So we have to visual effects and bring, yeah. like, all the crowds in. Okay. So it, it it'll take a while to do the really nitty gritty shit. So did I don't did we ask? I can't remember. Is this so? Is this movie a comedy? It's like a coming of age comedy okay. drama. Cool. Yeah. It's like basically okay. It's an eighties movie. That's the best. Oh, way to okay. Play. It doesn't take place in the eighties. No. Okay. But I, it, it takes place in twenty twenty. But it's like an eighties movie. Like, I mean, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles. Have any of you guys heard of Breaking Away? Mm-mm. About like cyclists. That's like our biggest inspiration was that. But yeah, it's a coming of age. Kids just growing up. He's quirky. There's a lot of scenes that are funny, um, and uh, and whatnot. But I mean, from where it is now, as oh no, there are the cutters. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've seen that. Yeah. They in the quarry. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, that was one of our biggest inspirations. Um, I guess the most the most difficult part though was like how um, when we when we initially wrote it. It was the main guy from Canada, and then uh, so basically, it's about if you you can look at it. It's on IMDb. It's called Change of Pace, um, and it's about this uh, kid who's like an outcast, and in Canada, he's a senior, and his dad is like defrauding the government. Basically, Whoa. he like faked an injury while working at his job so he can get money, and so he's kind of just like a, a recluse, like a weirdo. And um, uh, this American girl moves to Canada. There's always a girl, man. And he, <laughs> and he and he shows her around, and they become friends. And she helps him train for this race and and whatnot. But it didn't start out as a girl. It started out as a uh, an African American boy coming from the states, because also Canada is very white. Really, super white. Canada's. I don't honestly. I don't think I saw like. Any black really at all? I mean, PK I was Subban. Yeah, there weren't really like that many um, black people <laughs> in Canada, but um, that and we wanted that too. We wanted like, what's how do we bring an American who's like really out of it? One, he's American too. If he's black, he's completely out of it. And snow and all this stuff that just sounded so wrong. Like, no, you don't know. It's snow okay. Is. But um, we're good. But yeah. So and then we had uh, like. It wasn't necessarily the, produ- the producers. It was the initial. We had a, a director who was initially signed on, and we fucking hated him. 
we were I like knew I was like this guy's gonna fucking suck. I was like I'm I not even ruin the whole dynamic. I, yeah, of I was the like movie. I'm not even in Canada and I don't want to meet this motherfucker. And um, he wanted the script to be changed a certain way, and we were like okay. And one of that was um, making the main character for um, the American character a woman, and all this stuff and. The script had changed a lot to where I was like, this is kind of fucking ridiculous. And then we signed on um, Steven, the guy who ended up directing it, who was awesome. And he got a hold of our one of our original drafts and loved a lot of the shit that we had. He was like, I love all your dialogue. I think it's way better. So what I want you to do is, is I want you to take all of this great stuff from your draft, put it in, but you have to keep A, B, and C. And one of them was the girl. Which I guess the why why we were turned off to it at first was like okay there's a guy the girl high school you can see what's coming yeah yeah that's what I was you gonna can ask see you. what's fucking coming uh-huh. and we didn't want that because uh-huh. if it's two dudes you, it's not what well, they weren't gay so it wasn't yeah. gonna happen well in this day and age you could it, see it, what's yeah, coming. you could still fucking do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah there were it wasn't that and that's what we liked about it was that it was really really different um, but I mean I I like I was. I guess I guess I was upset at first, but um, the way it turned out, I was like I was like I wouldn't change. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything now because yeah. of the experience. Yeah. So I want to know something, and Jake can attest for me on this. Sure. So the past two weeks, I've been obsessed with making like forty-five second long Star <laughs> Wars edits that I send Zarly and Tig, and they're probably like, "This is so fucking stupid." <laughs> with just just a, a song behind it. Sure. I've just been obsessed with it since Mandalorian two season finale. Yeah. I don't know why. And they're like 45 to 50 seconds long. Okay. And when I am done with it, I feel like I just made an Oscar-worthy movie. <laughs> I do. And I just want to know, when you, you say you've seen a few cuts of the movie, yeah. how does that feel seeing, like, this is your story coming to life? I mean, Dude, that has to be the most amazing it's feeling. It's so weird. Like, first day on set, first, like, 8 a.m., we're rolling. It's, like, first action, whatever. I was like, this is fucking crazy. I was also cooped up for I did a quarantine for two weeks in this house, and I just I wanted to get out. But that was an amazing feeling for sure. That's when it hit me. I was like, wow, I'm fucking doing this. But by like later in that day, I was like, all right, I'm already stressed out. Mm-hmm. 16-hour days for four weeks, just running over a schedule, worrying about shit. And also the biggest thing was like, uh, going from like when we were in college, going from there being five people on set, I was doing audio, setting up lights, I was acting in it, I wrote it, and was helping direct. We did everything together to being like there was one day on set, a light broke, just a light bulb, and I was near a janitor cart, and there was a broom and a dustpan. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick this up, and I had some fucking uh, PA come over and be like, You can't fucking do that. Because of the labor laws and the union, you can't fucking do that. You're taking our job. Give me that. And like picked it up, and I was like, "What?" I'm trying to pick up a fucking glass. Like, they, it, like it was to where like you couldn't do much, uh-huh. which was difficult. But thankfully, our script supervisor and our director were super cool. To where I could talk with them, and our actors were super cool. And I, I talked with them a lot about scenes, or if we were watching and listening to it, if like basically certain lines go a certain way, if you say it a certain way. So I'm like, yeah, this makes sense if you say it like this, but how you're saying it, the line doesn't make sense. But if you say it like this, you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense like that. So that's where I could kind of do a lot of stuff. 
But um, yes, I saw my first cut when I was, it was over Thanksgiving break and I got the email like 11 o'clock at night and I was pretty tired. I was like, I want to fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And I watched it and it was like two hours, I think. And I was, I was honestly, I, and that's where I was laughing. I was laughing a lot. I, it might have been just because of my attachment to it, but I was laughing a lot. I thought a lot of things looked really good, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is crazy." And then seeing my name in the credits, that was that's yeah. the big thing. That, that's yeah. where I was like, oh, "You're like, fuck. whoa, fuck yeah!" Because you're a movie guy too. And oh my god, the, the credits—it's a big part of the movie, and yeah. like your movie's over, and you see your name coming. Now, up. So we don't that's have awesome. the end credits. It was in the beginning. So okay, the beginning. we did we did something cool where that's um, cool. All of the the credits, the opening credits are physically in the movie so like entourage kind of the entourage movie how they did it in the beginning where they throw it on the signs or just like yes okay yes okay yeah shit yeah that's a great reference so like yeah there's a like a kid's running to school he's (laughs) he gets it dude do you remember when we went and saw entourage dude i saw the movie before i watched the show how could i forget Dude, we were that. That's when dabs and wax were fire, yeah, bro. No, yeah. we, <laughs> pulling I was up, we had like, <laughs> I, we had like that was back when you had physical containers of wax yeah. and you're putting it physically into your pen, Kids like your G know. pen. I dude, I dude, I got one of those. Like first day I moved in the dorms, I got one of those pens yeah, to put yeah, physical wax in. Also, yeah, you go to Colorado and it's like, oh yeah, wax Wednesday, twenty dollars wax, <laughs> dude, twenty dollar grams. And uh, then on Wednesdays, it was another gram for a penny. That, what? That's so basically like, two grams of wax for $20.01. That's insane. Yeah, there, dude, there was one kid on my floor, uh, Grant, who he had his med card. He would go around and take people's orders and just be like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, uh, give, me a, give me like an eighth. Also, a lot of dispensaries did this, and this is, where, this is what blew me away. And a lot of kids didn't do this, but I didn't give a shit. A lot of dispensaries, whatever you bought in grams, like if you want, or like in flour, say if you wanted to get um, like a quarter, so like seven or so grams, they would give you the same amount of flour, same amount in shake. Oh, no, I've heard of that. Like, so if I bought like, if I bought like a quarter of Gorilla Glue, I would get like flour, like nugs, and then they would be like, do you want to get the same amount of shake for like, sometimes it was free. And so kids would be like, yeah, hey, I'm getting like I'd I'd be with kids and I'd be like, hey, yeah, I'll take I'll take like a half ounce of this. And then a, a buddy of mine would be like, and I'll take his shake. Dude, I lived off shake <laughs> like, plenty of times in my life. Like it's no it's really not that like no, some people not. say it's way weaker and stuff, maybe a little bit. Maybe, but I, like, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the time you just well, we used to do if you're taking monster hits only, it's not dude, like first of all. <laughs> So many different like phases through the 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 life cycle of like being in that lifestyle. Like for a while, it was it was just straight Jeebs. Dude, we we you know what I mean. We so haven't done a like Jeeb in so long. Is perfect for Jeebs. Yes, absolutely. You're already like you're already just the lowest of the low dude at Jeeb. Right. Might as well just get some shake. Right. Just fill it up dude, with shake all day. Nothing better. You go get the Hawaiian punch thing. Drink <laughs> yeah. the Hawaiian punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. While you're making the Jeeb. Your face is like real red. You just rip Jeebs all night, and then you use the same Hawaiian punch thing for like four months. For months, yeah, dude, yeah, it's gross. The first, the first Jeeb we ever made, it's it's still in the house. <laughs> Whose house? It's still there. The house by the stadium. It's still there. It's still there. Well, I want to wait, go wait, wait. When did you make it? 
2011. <laughs> <laughs> Come uh, on, t- tw- no, 2011. Go back for the 10 year anniversary. But, I did. I, no, I'm not like I. I went before before restrictions got even worse. Well, they were already bad, but before they got even worse in terms of sports stuff, I went down to the WVU football game this year, and we went to the house that I lived in like back because like the same family has still has it and man like did i take a trip down like nostalgia lane like seeing your old i was in the i was i was texting my girlfriend i was like this house they're putting the house up for sale in december i was like oh, i'm gonna i want to i'm gonna buy it dude we need to i want to buy it i was like we're gonna get all of our friends like 10 of us and we're, we're but hey can i keep the jeep <laughs> yeah 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 like keep the jeep as long there. as we can keep the jeep dude but the the best was once we I, I, I don't know when the Jeep evolved, but you would get the Pong ball and you would put it in there so the water would per- shoot dude, up in the mouth. What, yes. what, what an oh innovation. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. we, we might didn't, We didn't that. have that. We didn't have that at first. No. We, like, you should patent that shit. Like, I, I could t- I'm not going to go into names and stuff, but like I can <laughs> tell you who, who got me on the Jeep. It's probably someone you guys would be like, what? Like, the you, w- you wouldn't believe me. but I mean, yeah, the kid who introduced me to weed is a year older than me. He's gonna be a doctor, and he's got a kid already. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Everyone wants to dork. To, everyone wants to stigma. <laughs> what a dork! What a dork! It's like he's sitting on the couch. I'd hate to be being a doctor and having a kid. Imagine having Come a on. kid. Ooh. <laughs> so so I, I want to transition here. Then, how much does does weed and stuff play into your creative process? Then I okay. Um, Good question. Great question. So in college, I smoked way more in college mm-hmm. than I did now. But I Same. was never sober while I was um, doing our show in uh, Colorado. I would smoke when I would act. I would smoke when I write. Yeah, you're sorry. Good. You're good. I'm being paranoid. He's no, you're good. paranoid over here. He hasn't <laughs> even smoked great, It's great conversation. I don't want to miss it. No, it's okay. It. Yeah, so I was pretty much high for everything. Whenever I write... Also, most people when they're high, they not necessarily they get paranoid, but their mind starts to race. Yep, like everybody does. Except when you're sitting on the couch, you start thinking about just shit in life or whatever. But when I when my mind races, especially like if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm high, my mind will race and yeah, I go paranoid. But if I'm in a writer's mode where it's like okay, I need to figure out how to do it, my mind races on that shit. So I'm just constantly like running through ideas, and a lot of times, my and my roommates can attest, I say the stupidest shit, just being like, hey, what about this? And I'm like. Are you like an idiot? But then every <laughs> once in a while, it's like, no, I, I, I like, I got it. And a lot of times, it just takes getting those stupid ideas out. We always say there's no, there are dumb ideas, but there's no dumb idea because it'll sometimes it'll spark another idea. Shit, yeah, will spark something to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, that was dumb as fuck. But going off of that, I think I could do this. Um, whenever I would act, I would get high. But then when I went to Canada. One, it's legal in Canada, so that was great. Fuck. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> it's legal in Canada, Fucking which is great. Canada, Dude, eh? the Canada weed. <gasps> are, is there like weed-infused maple syrup? Because oh, there's gotta Dude, be. There's, there's weed-infused everything. Hell yeah. You ever had THC butter? Yes. <laughs> I know yes. Jake has. Fun story about <laughs> THC butter. So. I've had a fucking like full roast chicken, dude. Whoa! So drizzled in it. Picture this. Oh, really? Picture this. The first restaurants. They have restaurants with all. It's like all weed, like all weed. The first time I had THC butter was with one of my best friends, and we wanted to make cookies. Good. That's a great way. Two dudes that have never made cookies before, though, so it wasn't a great. 
Like so, we make. It wasn't the weed part. It was that y'all couldn't bake. We could not bake cookies. <laughs> so we bake these cookies, and we like we're measuring and shit, but we don't know how much of the butter to use. So we put the whole stick in. Big mistake. Big mistake. So we end up making these cookies that look like pan, uh, chocolate chip pancakes is how they came out. <laughs> so when we were like kind of boxing them up, it was just like one big thing that you would grab, yeah. kind of like cake. How were one they? week. One week. I would literally eat this when I got home. And I was high until 5 p.m. the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And I would stand at the front counter looking forward because if I look forward, none of my coworkers or bosses could see me. Where were you working? I worked at Enterprise (laughs) (laughs) Rental. So I would just be, I would be eye dropping up. So my eyes weren't red. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I would always like look forward and just deal with customers all day. And I remember I'd get to work every morning and my heart would be racing. I'd be like, I want this to end right now. Dude, yep. But then I'd go home and do it again. And then you're sober <laughs> and you're like, you're like, hmm. Might as well do it again. Well, maybe do a little bit. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Because you didn't want to waste the edibles. You wanted oh, to eat the shit yeah, you made. Yeah, yeah. But the, the but, like, that's such a strong way to make edibles is to like infuse it with butter Puff. first. I, yeah, I don't like to. I don't like to cook with it because a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times you kind of don't know. Yeah, it's really tough. It's it's up in the air. But the the worst I ever we made same situation. I was at your house, your old house. I brought some over. My buddy and I we made uh, peanut butter cups. Incredible, nice. And there's still the, there's still some. In oh, I thought freezer. you were going to say they're still there at the house. No, no. <laughs> well, the there, there's still some at the house that we uh, that we made them at. But uh, is we, this where the Jeep is? No, 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 no. This isn't wheeling. Different this is house. all wheeling. This is this is years later. This is what only two years ago. Yeah, not very. It feels like a long time. It feels it like long. Yeah, but it was recent, and we used um, what's it called? Reclaim. Oh, okay. that you can collect up from your yeah. dab rig. Yeah, and we made edibles with that. Dude, way, dude, like strong, like t- way too strong. I don't know if you Probably. remember this. We we sat at your house that day, ate one early, and we sat down and we watched. All three Jackass movies, hell yeah, in a row. Yes. I do, and then that. started watching the point five versions. I do remember. I don't that. think anyone's ever watched like a Jackass movie thinking like, "Yo, I'm, let's watch Jackass." I think you're like baked and you want to throw something on. You're like, "Oh, hey, dude, there's Jackass." Like, <laughs> yeah, let's throw it on. And then by the end, once you get to the uh, the well, Jackass two, where they have like the um, the rubber pellets. Oh, that's that's oh, when you're alive. No, that's yeah. the cra- like that's, that's the craziest Jackass scene. It's just like this, and Bam's crying. Bam that's awesome. and Dunner. Like oh, RIP done, dude. My my R- favorite R- shit was always with the bulls. They yeah. would go oh, Knoxville sit on, fucking with the bulls. Go sit on the thing, and then like the bulls would they, come oh, out. Yeah, and they'd the have to take yeah. off. You know they're filming the fourth one, right? Yeah, now. After, yeah, they are. And after the first day, Steve O Knoxville already had hospital. to be hospitalized. Yeah, yeah. how well, crazy is that? Steve O's sober now, and he's yeah. been doing a podcast yeah. tour because he's a comedian. His now. podcast is pretty good. It is and, pretty good. And, and and he was basically saying now that he's sober and doing all these things, he's like. Listen, I have to have like more insurance and stuff. Like I know before I was doing it on drugs and drunk, but I'm not trying to, because I, he, he yeah. was saying how he would just get paid nothing in the early seasons, like literally two to five hundred oh, yeah. bucks. Yeah, the the first there's what? Yeah, there, it's oh, crazy. There's already some mini. They started off. They were like home movies. Yeah, that MTV was like, mm, this this could be cool. Yeah. And that's why it turned. And dude, Knoxville was done. They were done. They were like, "Fuck you guys! I'm done. I'm not making this shit anymore." And MTV was like, "What if we pay you big bucks and you do a movie, but it's got to be bigger?" And they're like, "Okay, then we'll fucking do it." Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. 
Because yeah. all that shit, they could die. Yeah. They could no, fucking die uh, from. The, the craziest uh, jackass story is about the scene. I'm not sure if it's from the first. I think it's the second movie where they make shift a rocket and, and Knoxville Two. hugs it. Two. Yeah, it's the second yeah. one. And and he, they shoot up into the, over the lake. Yep. If you watch one of the docs or whatever, or the, one of the point five versions, he talks about how the internal thing of it blew up and shot a thing out the side and was only a few inches away. It would have killed him. Yeah. No way. Yeah. If you watch it, it, it yeah, you're yeah, right. It yeah. goes up once and it doesn't work. It like he goes up like four feet and then it just explodes. So he does a second time. He's like, he, he gets off and laughs. Yeah. He's like, ha ha. They're right, like, yeah, Knoxville, you lap. fucking idiot. And they go back, like, like when they're doing the dock, and it's like, yo, he could have fucking yeah, died. Yeah, would have killed him. It's like, nuts. Came yeah, out, yeah. I, I mean, the way that I look at it, though, if I know I'm going to make money off of this and do all these stunts, I have to be drunk or something. Oh, yeah. There's no way I could yeah. do this shit sober. Yeah. Dude, well, you ever noticed? I always noticed, uh, who was it? Well, Dave England always had the loopy eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was always, he was always like. Well, we know now that Bam was definitely wasted for all of it. Ba- I don't I mean, think Bam was just wasted. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he you're right. He's probably on other shit, but, shit. but you can, like, you'll see stories about him now and stuff where. He's just fighting with alcoholism and addiction. I don't oh, even dude, know. He's I don't like even depressed. know if he's in the fourth movie. He uh, does anyone know? He is was he? the one that first reported. That oh, really? That they were Steve hurt. That's cool. Then I mean, I, I'm hoping the full cast is back then because yeah. it's such an actually interesting story how that group of guys became like one group. Dude, the, they the, were all doing their separate things. Yeah. You know, like Wild Boys. There's Viva La Bam. Like all that Viva shit. Viva was nuts. But dude. yeah, the Jackass doc of like 30 years from now. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be sick. Is H- it, HBO. 30 for 30. Wild, though? Like, <laughs> like when it, it is it 30 is for 30 Jackass edition. All like careers and stuff. And it's like when people actually come together and do one thing, I feel like that's when it starts taking off. Yeah. Like every time I think of Seth Rogen, I think of James Franco, like all those boys. You oh know what boy. I mean? Yeah. So is that something for you that moving forward you hope to find like a, I, I don't want to call it a clique, but like a, a group of people that. Yeah, I mean, I think I already have that now with well, meeting um, my co-writer of the film, Luke, when we were freshmen. We were paired up. This is a crazy story. We were paired up together for a project. Um, like a, a collaborative film project, we had to shoot eight millimeter, and I was partnered up with him. And this dude was afraid of his own fucking shadow, just a shy ass kid. And I was never like that, and so I got him out of his shell a little bit. But we had a blast doing our project together, and we finished that. And he was like, "You want to like do something like outside of class?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." And that's how we did our. That's how we started our show, and we were kind of messing around, doing a little bit. But once we got to episode five. That's where we. I brought in a friend of mine to help me write it. That's where we made our like core. And now we're together. We live together. Um, we everything we write we do together. Um, so and that's where, like, it, it's crazy how we started off doing like weed jokes and dildo jokes and just stupid college shit. And now we're trying to write like very serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're trying yeah. to write very dildo. serious stuff. No, yeah. So I'm. I think I already found my click with that and. It, 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 we we are all good at certain stuff. Okay. I mean, like, my partner Luke is better. He's, like, the best person I know with a camera. It's it's fucking nuts. He used to film CU's football team. He would do all their videos for the, the whole, like, football team. Damn. And um, Tony is a crazy idea, man. He has ideas that I'm like, how the fuck did you think about that? And then I, I, I think I'm good at, I'm really good at dialogue. 
like i know how people would say things also i guess that helps with me acting i acted like in everything i did in college whenever i write anything i om- i like act it out like i'm like when i when i write like words i like have to act how they are said yeah. or else it won't make sense to me yeah and then when People are like, I don't really get this right here. And I'm like, okay, boom. It's like this. And I'll like fucking just like act it out for them. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that. So I feel like I'm good at dialogue with that. But yeah, we all just like, we all click in different ways. And we all like different things. But we also like similar things that make it like very cohesive. For sure. I, I think that's crazy. Like you see that so often in the industry where it's like a, a group of people like that. Yeah. That ended up succeeding. And sometimes... It's all. It's behind the scenes too. It's not always as as public as like the yeah, Seth Rogen situation. Well, yes. Yeah, well, see, most people don't know Seth Rogen's partner, Evan Goldberg. Yeah, right. They went to high school together. They wrote super bad when they were thirteen. Yeah, yeah. That's they were nuts. super young. Yeah, and they just they would they fixed yeah. it up and oh yeah, it up yeah, from being no thirteen, doubt. whatever. But they wrote it and had the idea, and they were fucking thirteen. It's crazy. I've heard them talk about it. Seth Rogen also. Well, my idol is Steven Spielberg. Just. The shit he did when I was a kid just blew my mind. But in terms of like who I would love to be in their involvement in the industry, it's Seth Rogen. From how he started with writing and how he acts, but he's now become like a full fledged producer. That's that's fucking dream. But I fucking I meant to say, so the class that I was in in college where I met Luke, so you guys obviously know South Park. The creators of South Park went to the University of Colorado Boulder. Yeah, they're Broncos fans. Yeah. They <laughs> met each other in film two thousand. I met Luke in film two thousand. Their teacher was Don Yanacito. I had Don Yanacito. They were partnered up together for their first project. We were. I love it, bro. I love it. I love that. I love shit like that. I love stories. Here's the craziest thing. This. Oh, you want to hear? Oh, this is. I'm gonna get real into this now. Love it. Um, we did our show, and um, we were almost threatened with defamation from the college, (laughs) from our show. What? Yeah. But dude. That's like what we always say, though. Like when you get heat like that, it's y- dope. Yeah, dude, we, it's yeah, like dude. you feel like you yeah. made it. This it's ha- like this, this happened because we went to go meet with a teacher who I had, who was really funny and weird, and we wanted him to act for us. And he was, we just emailed him like, "Hey, you free this weekend to fucking act for us?" That was the thing. We also just did it whenever we had time. And he was like, "Yeah, but can you guys come in? I gotta meet with you guys." So we were like, "Okay." And he scheduled this whole room, big meeting. We we're like, "What's up, dude?" And he was like, yeah, so uh, did you guys go to the sh- student showcase like two weeks ago? We were like, no. The student showcase is um, you would you would pr- um, present films that you made throughout the year and students would whatever. And I submitted an episode of undergrads and so did Luke. We were both in film school. Um, and we forgot about it. Like you submit it and then it doesn't happen for a couple months. We were both selected. We were both like nominated. And... Um, I won, and I didn't know. They were like, oh, you won, and it was for undergrads. And our teacher was like, hey, so I, I would love to help you guys out, but um, you kind of ruffled some feathers up here. <laughs> we, were like, <laughs> we were like, what do you mean? He goes, so you guys didn't go to the showcase? We were like, oh, no, we forgot about it. He was like, okay, well, <laughs> you guys had like seven faculty members walk out. One of them was the head of the film department. <laughs> and we were like, okay. And he was like, yeah, but I want to let, let you guys know. Uh, I thought it was funny as shit. <laughs> He goes, That's we, we, we have a scene awesome. in one of our episodes where somebody gets slapped in the face with a dildo. <laughs> and, dildo. And he was like, Love he was, how he points at Jake with a dildo. He was like, yeah, he was like, there was a certain sexual toy that was brought up and a lot of faculty members left. And we were like, okay. But here's the crazy part the faculty votes 
they voted for me to win, but they left. And apparently then from there, there was a meeting with the whole faculty of the film department. They were talking about us and what to do. They were trying to get us to like stop. So half of them were like, these kids got to stop. And the other half was like, they're doing what we want them to do. Right. They're going out to fucking film. They're creating. And that, that's like, why our teacher was like, the guy I was meeting with, he was like, I thought you, what you guys did was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. You're doing what we want to do. That's great. Also, every teacher, like I, like I said, Trey Parker and Matt Stone went there. Every fucking film class that I was in, they were like, if you want to be the next Trey Parker or Matt Stone, you got to fucking do this. It was brought up all the time. The first episode, when it was just stop motion, we had the first fucking like frame of the first episode. Cartman gets an anal probe. It's in the fucking <laughs> lobby, and it's there, and they present it. But yet, they were mad at us because it was crude, it was sexual. Whereas South Park will be more racist, homophobic, sexist than we will ever be. Or yeah. ever tr- you, imagine you, you can't be. get more crude than that show. Yeah, no, they, they, exactly. And from what it was, too. I mean, they try. They kind of tighten it back a little, but but, but still, still, sometimes you're like, uh, it's also animated, so they're like, it's not yeah, yeah, real yeah. per se. But isn't that weird? We were yeah, we were just like, yo, how, fuck how like off. how like animation and live action? What you do in animation, you can get away with. It's more of a pass, just because it's not like I real never people. thought I'd be like was it Big Mouth. Any of you guys watch Big Mouth? I've, no, I haven't Nick watched Crow, it, but right? I've heard yeah. it's very good. Dude, yeah. Big Mouth is fucking amazing. But it's it's literally it's about kids in the eighth grade going through puberty. Right. But they do it in a humorous, like crazy like dude, there's <laughs> there's like they have like scenes where like vaginas talk. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a girl gets her first period and they literally show the vagina like talking. It's like spitting blood. Like it's, <laughs> oh it's dude, but yeah, it but it's it's a cartoon, so no one really gives a shit. Right. Yeah. Nick Kroll though. I just want to say real quick, big big fan. I think he oh, is a, a, an actual genius. He does. Kroll a show is amazing. So a, a lot. Some of the characters from the Kroll show are based on the characters from Big Mouth. Oh really? Like, who's okay. that one girl he did in Kroll show where he's like blonde? He talks Publicity? like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a girl in the Big Mouth who talks just like that, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking. But the <laughs> shit she says. Yeah, exactly. The shit she says is fucking. Fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, the last the last point I have on the, the the faculty or whatever is that he was like, so keep doing what you're doing. He goes, I'll be in your show. And we all decided after the meeting, you guys can keep doing what you're doing, but you can't film on campus anymore. And yeah. you're not allowed to mention the school's name ever again. So for our next episode, we went and filmed at a football game. <laughs> and we were just <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Dude, that's we left, so We sick. left the meeting and none of us said a word. We went in the elevator and went down. We were walking back to my apartment. And I think Luke was like, hey, what do you guys, how do you guys feel? And my buddy Jake was like, I feel fucking awesome. Like, that was fucking great. And we were all like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, we're, we were stoked that they were mad at us. It was like, now they know about us. Yeah, now exactly. And now it's my goal to make it and to have them ask me to come back and speak. And I'm going to talk to all the kids and be like, oh, by the way, fuck these guys. They told us to not do what we wanted to do. And look where, like, we got because of it. Like, Go out and film. Do your own That's fucking awesome. shit. Like I can only imagine. And that, that was right? what separated us. Like we, a lot of kids would do projects together, like final films for your senior year. They would, you could either one make your own film, or if JT wanted to make his film, you could be like, oh, I want you to come on and do audio, and I want you to come on and do lighting. Like everyone would just collaborate. That was where they wanted you to kind of like figure out what job you wanted to do. Whereas it was me and Luke who were in the film department. We just did our own shit. 
and a lot of our peers didn't like us because we didn't want to include them. And it wasn't that. It was that we just did it outside of – we didn't, like, do anything, like, for school. Like, uh-huh. we would just do this for, like, a couple months, and kids would spend, like, a couple weeks on their project, whereas, like, okay, a lot of – like, film school, a lot of kids' short films were, like, four minutes, five minutes maybe. We were dropping 30-minute episodes. <laughs> oh, fuck people, yeah. people were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's they were like, how, how long did this take you? We were like, oh, we worked on it for like three months. They were like, oh, really? I love Oh, that was like show. last week for me. I was like, yeah, okay, well. That, that, and the people like didn't get that. We were like, you're not going to. But you're like, there's the difference. There's like, the difference. Exactly. Go out and fucking do it. Yeah. Like, you're not going to. The classes was trivia. Like, I could tell you, I could tell you that Michael Chapman was the cinematographer of Raging Bull in 1988. Cool. What the fuck is that yeah, going to do to me in an interview? <laughs> Bro, Bro, I feel like job. Fuck that. Also, my yeah, diploma. Man. Sorry, Dad. Fucking worthless. Uh huh. In film, it's who you fucking know, how much money you have, or if you're just a fucking baller at what you do. And that's what I like. I knew that when I was going in school, like to just do that. And that's why I wanted to get a job and stuff. But then I just realized it was like, no, it's about just like going out and learning. I learned more um, by doing the show uh, outside of class than I did in all four years of film school. And then I, and then on my first day on set, I felt like I knew what was going on. It because of what we did. I, like, knew how to talk to people yeah. at work because of that. Do you have anything, like, on YouTube? Do you guys make anything? Yeah, you can watch my show on uh, Vimeo. Uh, the link is in my Instagram bio. We also have an in- Instagram account, undergrads underscore show. What about Things Up Close, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched so many of those. Hey, dude, uh, Things Up Close, unfortunately, it's... Yeah. It's it's done. Oh for now. no! I mean, not to say that I won't do it again. Yeah, but my, so that was our buddy. That shit would crack me. That up. was my buddy Austin. <laughs> uh, him and I. Um, Give him the premise because I don't think Jake or Zard yeah, or take no. Okay, no. so we. <laughs> this is funny. So we had a day in film school where they brought in like thousand dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cameras, and like probably like three hundred thousand dollars worth of camera lenses into this class. And then there was a $20 microscopic camera from Amazon. And I spent four hours with my friend fucking with this. We didn't give a shit about the other stuff. And he was like, oh, bro, wouldn't it be funny if we just, like, showed shit? <laughs> so, like, got into my... So, ba- so basically, oh, basically it's, like, it's like Wayne's World. It's okay. supposed to be dumb as fuck. Like, it opens up and it's just like, things up close. And then it's like, yo, what do we have for our audience today? And then it's like, oh, jeans. And then it's like five seconds of jeans under a microscope. Up close. Up close, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, cool, see you tomorrow. And then like, <laughs> our episodes were like 15 seconds. That is crazy. Honestly, is that's so funny. Honestly amazing. It's I, so dude, funny. That's it, you can, pretty It's cool. still on Instagram, I think. Damn. Dude, we, see, we did that before so TikTok was like kind of big. We, we have like, I think he ended up making a TikTok, but there's like three videos on there. He did like our last three. We, we have like, I think we have like 100 maybe. Damn. Um, but yeah, and then we had people on. Like my mom came on. That is incredible. And we got her fucking stoned. <laughs> oh, no That's way. And, great. Dude, and our item we do is weed. Find the one with my mom. I I I think I know. You know which one it is. I have one with my dad too, and we do condoms. Damn. This sh- it's so funny. I used to watch. Mom oh, here's the, the here's the one with my mom. So what do you do? You get You'll close up on watch. nugs. Put the mic up to the mom edition. It up close. 
That is incredible. Things up close. And that's it. That's it. That's awesome. We have condoms, band-aids. Whoever brought Denim. up TikTok, that that's a great idea for TikTok. It, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It, and like the, the thing is, is like we moved. I like had moved away from Boulder, and he. I started doing more stuff once I once I got the contract with film. It was just super tough to start doing that stuff. And then, um, I, I I ended up going back to do like four or five episodes with him, and to do like my last episode. Um, but yeah, for and then he he just moved to New York. Shout out Austin. Um. Yeah, he was in film school with me. He was our audio guy for all of the, the the undergrads we did in college. But yeah, on Instagram you can look up undergrads, or on my Instagram the link is in my bio. Yeah, we have eight episodes and like a eight minute documentary. That's awesome. Yeah, that is fire. Awesome. You well, can check this out. For me, you know, I'll just tell you right now, I'm. Like a Jonah Hill mixed with T.J. Miller. <laughs> so if you're going to write something about a plump... <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I just noticed your shirt. <laughs> Shout out Anus. <laughs> Shout out Anus. Another untold story. Shout out the Anus pod. But, dude, so if you're ever writing, I am literally Jonah Hill mixed with T.J. Miller. I, do, I love that you know who T.J. Miller is. Dude, oh, I yeah. love T.J. Miller. Most people don't hilarious. know. Most people are like, who's that one curly-headed fucker from Deadpool? And I'm like, T.J. Miller. Silicon no, Valley? dude, he cracked. Uh, what's oh, she's out of my league. Yeah, bro. That's his Stainer. Ba- yeah, Stainer, Stainer is Stainer. one of his best roles. I'm like roles. a five. All right, but also, she's like a seven. Yeah, it, it, like they have all the fucking ways you deduct an add a point. He, but I just watched recently uh, Office Christmas Party. He's <laughs> we funny watched in that. it the other night. He's funny JT, in that. I, I never saw it. Oh, okay, it's so, so funny. I'm gonna tell you. In my opinion, that is one of his best things he's ever done. Really, like his character, how he uses like a genuine joking, but like a He's like, like a, a big kid. He is a big, like, yeah. like a serious, genuine-hearted yeah. guy. As we ever watch Silicon Valley, yes, yeah, yeah, dude. dude. The scene where he, uh, <laughs> they're getting Adderall from like the kids. Spoiler alert! Sorry, they're getting. They need to get Adderall from the kids, and one kid's like sold them, sold the nerdy guy fake Adderall. So T.J. Miller goes back and like. Punches the kid in the face and was like, "Go get me fucking four Adderall right now." That <laughs> shit is so funny, dude. Yeah, TJ Miller's great. But to answer your question about like that happens a lot, but like people will be like, "Oh, hey, if you want to, we hired our friends when we were in college. Everybody who was involved was like just a friend of ours." Oh, dude, you don't even have to hire me. All I'll, of our I'll actors. Well, dude, when I say hire, I always say this: our budget for each episode was like two hundred bucks. <laughs> Hell yeah! That. I mean. Fifty dollars went to food to pay the actors, and then a hundred and fifty dollars went to the alcohol we would buy when we would throw a premiere party. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. dude, that's incredible! Yeah, but I love it. I, yeah. I would act for free in exchange of every new movie and TV show. You come talk about it right here. First. Oh, dude, I'm down. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I always like to, and there are a lot of times where, especially with when we did it in the show and we were limited and stuff, like I wouldn't necessarily write a role. And then tell you to like figure this character out. I would basically write you into <laughs> the show. That's a hell of a yeah. character. Like, and there was there was only a couple people where I was like, this dude could probably do whatever we wanted to. So let's fucking make him absurd. Like, this is one character. His name's the Bush, and um, love a good Bush. Sign me up. And he's just the most absurd human on the face of the earth. And the, but see, it's weird because the guy in real life, Mark Bush, is one of the nicest dudes ever. Super genuine. But then you yell action, and he just fucking. Blips and it's it is amazes us. But he we've also decided now that he's gonna be like our guy. He's gonna be like Sam Jackson at Tarantino. We will include him in 
anything we do. Because he can do drama, he can do comedy, but anything we do, whether it's big or small, he will be fucking in it. Like, yeah, for sure. 100%. We invited the good news bear. Somebody get her some fucking honey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you boys have any questions before I say my staple outro? We do, actually. We're kicking it old school. We got some hypotheticals. I love the hypotheticals. I'm so down. So this first question, very easy for me, but we'll, we'll give her a whirl here. Tiggy Nation wrote these, by the way. Shout out, Tiggy Nation. Shout out. If a train was headed straight toward five people. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And the lever to switch tracks was right in front of you. Would you pull it if it meant the train would hit your dog instead? My answer, absolutely no. Sorry. Killing five people. I'm not. I can't. Do we know these five people or is it just five randoms? Five random people. What what are you? I'm just telling you. No, I don't. Okay, we'll we'll picture it as your. Think of it, your cat. Okay. So I'm 0%. (laughs) Change up the animal. (laughs) I'm 0% running over my dog. I'm 0% running over my cat. So we're we're, on the same same page here. here. See, if I I had a cat, I would let that train run that fucking cat. (laughs) But I'm sorry. I'm a dog person. So so does everybody. I think it depends. Like, so um, I personally don't have one of my parents. They have a 17-week-old puppy and then a year-old dog. So no. But if it was my, like, older dog who was, like, 13, like, shitting when he death sleeps, bed. I'm like, Oliver, sorry, bro. Sorry, pal. <laughs> you had a good run. <laughs> that went a different <laughs> yeah. way. I thought he was going to be like, if it's my old dog, I mean, I can't let him go out like that. <laughs> I, yeah, you'd have to <laughs> He's like, no, nah, no, nah, he's old, so he's, he's living his Honestly, life. for me, this <laughs> might sound terrible, but you put anybody in front of that train, I'm not killing Hazel, so... What if it's me, bro? Hey, man. That's sorry, what, That's dude. what I'm saying. Like, is it yeah. people you, you know in front of the train or, like, honestly, for straight me, straight up random? I, like, I just I, I run the scenario through my head. If it's random people, there's no question I'm running them over. But if it's if, if it's yeah. strangers, it depends who's there. Yeah. Like, if if the ratio was three to two of people I like, people I don't like. I probably would have to run Hazel over. But, here's but if the it's thing. two, three, I'm trucking. Like, if it's it. five women, done. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, like, yeah, I agree. It's like kids. No, no, you couldn't do that. But, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, here's the thing, though. Especially now. So we're coming up almost on a year of COVID time. Yep. And I've been home all the time with my dog. And we're attached <laughs> as fuck. So you 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 expect me to run her over to save five five people? It ain't happening. I'm sorry. So, sorry, so Neil. If it was five <laughs> people, so he, here's my thing: if if those five people included just one of my friends, just one, even if the other four are randoms, I'd have to kill my pet. Really? Hazel said, "Zar, yeah. I can't believe you said yeah, she that." She just yelled at you. Well, she's not my pet, so I wouldn't have to make that decision. I love your cat. Hold What's a cat's cat. lifespan? Uh, I think they're a lot older than I originally well, my cat, knew. I have two cats. One's eleven, and the other one's. Can't like they be five. like twenty five? Dude, there's there's cats <laughs> that get to thirty years old. Dude, that's the craziest <laughs> shit. So I looked up. That's I was wild. so curious. I was so curious. I wanted to know what the oldest dog was. The oldest dog, I'm pretty sure, was twenty nine years old. Jesus, dude. Well, smaller dogs live like a lot longer. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, even when they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Look, my roommate's dog is like not your dogs. Like twelve, and they're like, yeah, he's like he's about halfway. And I'm like, yeah. what do you fucking mean? Like yeah. my lab when was eight had cancer already. Yeah, and it's like the unhealthy dogs that make it, like the smoker dogs that just smoke cigs all day long. They're the ones that live to be thirty. <laughs> it what? makes no sense. It's always like the shittiest owners too. Yeah. 
are the ones whose dogs are like, yeah, he's fucking so kicking. Whereas, yeah. like, the most athletic motherfuckers, and yeah. they're getting their dogs some activity It's like, I accidentally left him outside for two days, and then he Dude, lives to be 28. my neighbor growing up left their dog <laughs> outside, and it froze to death. Oh! No way. I was, it ha- yeah, it was a fucking ridiculous dog. And Whoa. Everybody in my neighborhood has electric fences. So they would let their dogs do whatever and then bring it back in. They would leave this dog on, like, attached to something, chained up, and it would around I remember being like nine years old my mom being like hey the such and such care they let their dog outside I was like you fuck I was like mom let's fucking like go up there let's fuck him up oh little Max see I loved him he's he froze to death last night like yo we left the dog outside oh my god it was not moving I hope they had some repercussions for that we have more hypotheticals yes we yes we got one more from of course this this question is from Tiggy Nation, Absolutely. I didn't even have to mention that because you'll know by the by the premise of the question here. <laughs> You're put into the courtroom and have to defend the notion that Tom Cruise is the greatest actor of all time. Go, honestly, I'm getting 25 to life because Tom Cruise fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, this motherfucker is almost 60, and he's doing. 100%. Let me repeat. 100 fucking percent of his own stunts. Like, did you see Mission Impossible Fair. 6? Fallout? Yeah, bro. bro I'm, yeah, not necessarily broke his angle, but they're doing a fucking halo jump. The Dude, the craziest fucking thing is in uh, 5, when he's hanging on the side of a plane as it takes off. Are you fucking kidding me? Also, Scientologist, <laughs> dumbass. Fucking just crazy. But he's also 5'7", I think. He's really short. Short kings rise up. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I think he's slept on. I also, like, I ha- I have the, as a film person and knowing, like, behind-the-scenes shit of just, like, just being on set, whatever, this dude is a fucking powerhouse. And did you hear him go off? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we were just talking I about respect that. that. I do. He's right, I really though. do, yeah. He he's, is. Uh, thankfully, we didn't have any COVID cases on my shoot, but there we had, like, four COVID specialists at all times. I'd get tested every Monday. We had temperatures, um... Whenever we came in for the morning, people were walking around with sprays. You had to be masked, masked up the whole time. So thankfully, we didn't have any COVID outbreaks. But he's he's not right. He's not wrong about that. People don't give a fuck about it, and it can really derail production. Yeah, like crazy. But yeah, Tom Cruise is dope. I, I have a lot of respect for Tom Cruise. I think his personal beliefs are a little fucking wacky. Yeah, I think most people probably. I'm gonna go would as agree with an that. actor, yeah. as a person, as an actor. Uh, though, like, I mean, he's in a lot of. I mean, not. The the Mission Impossible movies aside, it, it like you said, it's amazing he does all his own stunts, which is wild. There's yeah. not too many people that do that. No. I, I don't even know if you can name five people that do that. Jackie Chan's the only other one that comes to mind. Yep, Jackie Chan. <laughs> Bruce um, Lee. Bruce Lee. Well, Statham. Yeah, yeah. Jason Statham. Oh, really? He does all his own well, stunts? He's, he's a black belt in like four different things of karate. Oh, and uh, Keanu did like 90%, 90% yeah, for John Wick. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah, Charlie the John Wick movies are crazy. Charlie Theron did most of her stunts for Atomic Blonde, and she trained hardcore She's for that. Beast. She's a fucking beast. Um, fuck, who was I? Oh, so t- going off Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Three, the studio wouldn't let him do a stunt where he like swung off of a, a oh, building. They wouldn't let him do it, and he was like, "Fuck you." So for Mission Impossible Four, he became a producer, and that's why he went out and did the Burj Khalifa stunt. Hang on the tallest building no in the world, way. hanging outside of it with just a couple wires. He did that because he became a producer and was like, "Fuck you guys, I want to do this." Also, a camera guy on our movie did um, was there in that building when they were doing that, and he got vertigo. 
and had to like he passed out and they had to take him off set because they opened the fucking glass and you're 187 stories up. Fucked legend. And Tom Cruise was like, "Yeah, I want to go outside <laughs> on the building." Guy's a legend. Next Mission Impossible is in space. I heard it better be different movie. He's done he's different done, movie. It's like a different movie, but they want to do it in space. I mean, he's just—I mean, he's just done all he can on Earth. I mean, he's do, t- yo, tippy top. But know? I think I saw an article that said, uh, "Was it China or Russia now Russia. is trying to be?" It, dude, it's beat, like beat him back to in it. the day, man. It's the space They're race to have all over a, again. The first actor before him to do a movie in space, and it's gonna be a woman too. Mm. Oh. Love women. A woman. <laughs> Shout out women. Tom. Shout out. Tom's Shout our out guy, women. though. Perfect jawline. I mean, tooth right in the center of his face. Incredible. <laughs> Fucking Tom Cruise. Are we out of hypotheticals? I believe so. I have breaking news. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes! I'm Let's down. get some bla- breaking news. It's not news. actually breaking news. Put your flashlights it's just, on. It is on. I noticed that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> breaking news. Uh, it's, it's not breaking news, but it's news. It, 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 uh, connect, it connects back to the first part of the episode. The last time we had a white Christmas here, and I don't believe this. This is great. But news. this this is the local news said this yesterday. 2017. Full of shit. No way. What? See, not a chance. News is fake. Don't said watch we got, the news said ever. Said we got an inch and a half on that day. Bullshit. No. We have never had a white. That's Christmas. like a light drizzle. Yeah. We no. I don't. I don't believe that this, at all. Though I would have. If you would have asked me, I would have said, Yeah, it was probably 70 degrees. Uh, yeah. I remember white Christmases as a kid sometimes, but yeah, it. Definitely has 2017. Been, right? Dude, we had Did 70 degree Christmases in the last five years. A couple of them. Dude, I more I, than one. I yeah. wore shorts multiple years in a yeah. row. Same, multiple. I, I and I would I would have said 2017 was one of those years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't believe that for a second because you you remember snowy Christmas. Yep. Like yeah. when you correlate Christmas, it's with snow. And the last one I remember was probably, dude, maybe high school. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's I, what dude, I, I was saying. I don't remember ever coming home. I don't even think that though. Maybe I'm I have short term memory loss. Then, well, that's why I said maybe. Yeah, dude, I think it snows more here than it does in Boulder. Really? No way, yeah. bro. Dude, okay, honestly, I people are, don't get this when I tell them this. The weather in Wheeling is very, very similar to the weather in Colorado. It snows a lot in the mountains because the elevation is crazy. Yeah, and even though it's, I don't know the elevation of. But uh, Boulder was like a mile, like they call it the mile high. And um, sure, yeah, exactly. Mile high salute. Um, but uh, the only difference is it. So it only rains about sixty days out of the year in Boulder. It never rains, and when it does, it rains for like thirty minutes, and that's it. I've never had like a massive thunderstorm or any of that when I lived in Boulder. We have that crazy amount here, but um, also Boulder, it never got. I never had a time where it was like below like fifteen. Whereas I remember going to school sometimes in oh, high school, yeah. and it was like zero. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was straight zero. It, yeah. it never got that cold. It it snows about the same. I think I've had more instances of snow here. It'll be less. When it snows in Boulder, it's like four feet. Yeah, I was going to probably a fucking shit ton. It's, dude, it, uh, oh. Well, yeah. dude, I, I so. remember temperature-wise, it was when I was a junior in high school. You were a senior, so it had to be like 2009, 2010. We had a whole week off of school because of the negative yeah, wind chill. Yeah, Lindsley didn't. Yeah, dude, you they guys never made had us off. fucking go. You, you went never. to Lindsley. You guys never. That's had right. <laughs> That's Fuck. where I know you That's from. Why I was I like, yo, who, who is? I was like, I know you from somewhere. I remember you coming <laughs> into Doc Mallows when I was in bio freshman year. Shout out, bro. We don't know. We don't know Shout out, girlfriends. Shout well, out, oh, Doc Mallow was a teacher. I loved him, but he got uh, he was asked to leave. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. God. One yeah. of those things. Honestly, <laughs> he doesn't work there anymore. I don't care. I was a senior in high school, and he lived on campus. We had dorm students, whatever. He lived on campus. I went over to his house with two of my buddies to say, what's up? And I was like, hey, Doc. He was like, what are you guys going to do? I was like, honestly, like he was cool enough. I was like, we're going to go smoke some weed. And he was like, you guys have any? And we were like, uh, no, we're probably going to get some. And he was like, you're telling your teacher that you're going to go get fucking weed. And we were, I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, don't fucking move. And he like <laughs> left. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he came back. And he was like, open your hand. And he used to do this thing because he was a bio teacher. He has a bunch of animals, whatever. He put spiders in your hands and like bees and snakes and shit. So I was like, what fucking creature you put in my hand? Drops five nugs of weed. <laughs> Fuck yeah. My dude. fucking oh. high school bio teacher. I was like, That's yeah. I was like, you want to smoke those? He was like, nah. Breaking news. <laughs> I love it, bro. Yeah, it was like right before I graduated. That's yeah. sick. I sold uh, pop brownies at my after prom. That was cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that was cool. Honestly, though, boys, it's been a time. Dude, this was so fucking fun. This has been fun. I, I don't know when I hit you up like a couple months back. I was like, dude, get me on. This. Yeah. I think it'd be so fun. I'm glad we did because this is a this was a great conversation. I thought it was it was I amazing, enjoyed honestly yeah. very ins- great ins- impressive story. Dude, yeah, I'm like, always down excited. to come on and mm-hmm. talk to you guys about film. Like yeah, like you said, just like me getting into movies was just like talking about it. Like yeah. I I could talk about this shit all the time because yeah. I enjoy it. Like it's just so fun. So I would absolutely love to come back anytime I do a project. I'll come back. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. like to hear, baby. Breaking news on the Juice Box Pod, whether it's facts or not. <laughs> but <laughs> shout, out, shout out last episode. Shout out last episode. But you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JuiceNixon underscore. Ted, it's been a time, man. I, I really appreciate you stopping by, and I can't wait to do sure it again. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. This is the last episode of 2020, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, shit. So um, my New Year's resolution before I go is to grow the podcast. That's my I New Year's that, resolution. Bro. So we'll figure it out. I appreciate you guys in 2020. I know it's been a rough year, but uh, honestly, I just hope everybody kind of could get mentally clear. We had a lot of time sitting there with ourselves and thinking about things. Let's come out in 2021 a lot happier and realizing that, you know, a lot of people are going through the same thing you are. So it, it's... uh. It's going out of your way to be an asshole. So let's not try to do that in 2021. <laughs> Absolutely. Very well said. I appreciate that. Um, got a new Instagram name. It's John Theodore Nixon. That's my full name. <laughs> Very presidential. I might run for president one day. John Theodore Nixon. I'm on the <laughs> Twitter. I'm on the Juicebox Podcast Twitter at the Juicebox Pod. That's at the Juicebox Pod. Go to juiceboxpod.com. Read some of my blogs. If you want a good laugh, good smile, I like to... No, I just like to please the people. I like Yo, to make people smile. I so. just remembered this. We all rode the same bus home at St. Mike's. The stars aligned tonight. I would sit in the front. The stars I wasn't aligned. Older than, you guys were older than me, but I just remember you guys walking back. I'm like, oh, there goes JT. Fuck. I love it. I love it so much. And with Emil Poppage, remember him getting thrown to the front like every fucking ride? <laughs> shout, out e. shout out E. Shout out E. Yeah. Animal Poppet, shout out, quick shout out. <laughs> but but Ted, go ahead, shout out whatever you want to shout out, say whatever you want to um, say. Yeah, okay, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Ted McDees. Uh, follow our show, Undergrads underscore Show on Instagram. Um, I have a new film, hopefully coming out for you guys all to see. I don't know where it's going to end up. We got to wait till we can get into the hands of some good people. But it's looking good. It's called Change of Pace. Find it on IMDb, and hopefully you can watch it um, in 2020, 2021. I love that, and you can find. 
Tiggy Nation on Twitter at Tiggy Nation Penis. and Money Bank Tigs on Instagram. Money Bank Tigs? Awesome. Money in the Bank Tigs. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, The Juice Box Podcast. We are not the diabetes, the juice box. And TikTok. And TikTok. Uh, I'm on, I got all my Instagram shit squared away, so we're good. I'm on Instagram <laughs> at JuiceBoxZar. I'm on Twitter at PokeZar, and that's Z A R. Z is in zebra, A is in apple. Are you still not following and subscribed on uh, Apple and Spotify podcasts? R as in Reebok. Don't get it twisted. Bye. Yeah, I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, saying, Ayo, gotta let go. Came to move, 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 move. Get out the way of me and my crew, 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 crew. I'm in the club, so I'm gonna do, 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 do.